United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Keith Mines is director of the Latin America program at the United States Institute of Peace, here to talk about President Biden heading to Canada this, later this week to urge Trudeau to take the lead on Haiti with a security force. Keith, welcome back. Hi, Julie. Good to be here. Thanks. So, uh, so um, yeah, Canada having a bit of an immigration issue as well. Well, immigration is part of it. I, I would actually argue that it's more uh, just our, our both of our countries' natural humanitarian bent that we just don't want to see this hemispheric partner continue to slide into into oblivion. So I think mm-hmm. we both have an interest, both because of our diasporas and because of our again just desire to to help uh, help a country that's in need. I mean, it, is Haiti a failed state? What's its status right now? You know, I fell into this trap once. Somebody asked me if it was a failed state, and I answered yes. Uh, I actually served in a truly failed state in Somalia oh. in the 90s, and, and it is not a failed state yet. It is a fragile, an extremely fragile state. But it still has a government, low-functioning government. It has, you know, an airport. It has uh, the, the elements of a state. So I would say not quite yet, but it's very, very close. And, and a, a failed state is a very different thing to work with than a fragile state. So Haiti needs help. The U.S. and Canada feel, you know, duty bound to do something about this. Um, And a security force. Is Canada going to go for that? Well, it's it's been this dance that the United States and Canada have been doing now for the last 12 months or so that neither side really wants to take the lead. But but the other party would support the 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 party that took the lead. So you do it. No, you do it. No, you do it. You go to, to help. We're kind of both in that situation right now, um, and I think I, I, my instinct is that Canada will continue to resist. I don't think it's something that that they're quite positioned to do right now. I think both of us have a political imperative. We have a big Haitian diaspora in each of our countries, and again, the migration issue is on the the margins of all this. It is something mm-hmm. that's important, but. It's something also that, you know, we have to, the a political leader has to to bump that up against uh, the, the, the question of whether the country can endure casualties or not. And I think in this case, given how far Haiti has slipped, it's not traditionally been a place where a security force endures a lot of casualties, but it, it could be now. The gangs are very empowered across Port-au-Prince. It's going to be, there's going to be fighting. And I think that's something both sides have to consider and are considering is can we politically endure casualties? So that's uh, that's one of the issues that I think is in play. There may be other ways to do this and they may be creative about how they, they find those those other solutions. Uh, is I mean, could this possibly be a job for the U.N.? Well, the U.N. has has, has deferred. They don't feel like they can get a, a conventional. It would normally be a, a peacekeeping operation, which has been mm-hmm. done several times in Haiti with <clears throat> different results. And I would argue the results are not always as bad as everyone would like to to posit them. I think there have been periods um, when uh, a, a peacekeeping force has been a major element in resetting the political and the uh, the, the economic and the, uh, the, the humanitarian situation in Haiti. So it's not ruled out, but I don't think the UN feels 
there's a way to get a, a resolution through that would establish, reestablish a peacekeeping mission. So they've kind of pushed it off to other countries to do kind of a coalition of the willing. And that's where we are now. Wow. Um, and it's, it feels like, you know, Biden's got, Biden is, you know, playing a key role in some other, you know, Ukraine comes to mind. I could see where he'd, he'd really want Justin Trudeau to take this on. Yeah, that would, and it's still, you know, I'm not saying it won't happen. It, it still could be something that Canada could take on. It, one of the things I think to think about is that not, nobody wants to do this as something that just props up the current government. There's also mm-hmm. a political element to all this that people are really hesitating about. And I think that's legitimate that, you know, you don't want to come in and prop up a government that's already, uh, you know, in, in a very interim uh Position. So part of it, I think, is to have the political juice behind us inside Haiti. And that's one of the things that I was very encouraged by, by this December 21 accord, which has been signed by um, civil society leaders, um, uh, business leaders and political factions. And that's the thing that, that if you have something political to get behind. And this is the other thing in Haiti. I think a lot of the hesitation comes from people don't know what to get behind. They don't feel like there's something to to rally around. Um, and a- anything in Haiti is political. It's not, there's not a way to reset security that establishes, uh, reestablishes the country independent of a political, uh, uh, political arrangement. So this December 21 accord, I actually think is something that really should be looked at as perhaps the, the centerpiece of whatever comes next. And if there is a, uh, an interim government that comes out of this, then you've got something politically to get behind and the architecture uh, that would both be transparent and representative within Haiti and would have the, the means of a, of a transitional government uh, that could manage security, that could help with health and education and all the things that are, that are slipping uh, now. So that's the December 21, I think, is something that's encouraging. I think a lot of people missed it. I mean, it's been December 21st and nobody pays attention to anything in, <laughs> in, in December. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we're, we're in this place where I think it kind of slipped by, but it's something I think to be, to pay attention to. It has a high transitional council uh, with three uh, respected and moderate uh, leaders, one from the business sector, one from political sector, and one from civil society. They've got a dotted line to the PM the prime minister, so that there's a, a, a way to, to help advise uh, him on governance, switch out some of the, the, the ministers and the cabinet. Uh, and then they have this very clever arrangement to have roundtables throughout the country that pulls in the expertise and the ideas of civil society. So it's a, it's a broad-based kind of governing arrangement. I think it's actually probably the thing to look at right now if that was fully embraced and and supported, you've then again got the architecture. You could you could then hang um, the political the security solutions on, and something that you would have a a Haitian uh, led solution, which is what we keep looking for, um, with which you could work all the other issues the country has, particularly getting to an election, which is what everybody is is most seized with right now. Is how do we get to a, a viable election? I, I I would have to imagine though world leaders who are contemplating getting involved in Haiti. So there, there's a, three key issues, right? There's the political problems, there's rampant mm-hmm. poverty, and 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 incredible violence. So so mm-hmm. when you it seems when you take on the politics, you've got to take on the other two as well. So and then like, do you own it? 
like if you, if you take on Haiti and you say we're gonna, we're going to fix this, I mean, how do you how do you bring those people out of poverty? They've been poor for so long, like they're just it's 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 so hard. Well, it is, but but you know the thing that surprised me when I was last there was the number of people that have stayed and the business mm. leaders and others that that have that have stuck it out. I mean, there's mm-hmm. still a, a really and there's also a very dynamic civil society which uh, didn't exist there when I lived there in the '90s. It's something that has, has surprised a lot of people, I think. But it's, you know, over the decades, there has been a burgeoning of civil society. Look, Haiti just had a long ways to go. And I think we need to be patient. People don't like to hear that. But 30 years in the development of a nation that was as as beat down as Haiti was when it came out of the du- Duvalier dictatorship is not really all that long. They've made tremendous progress in a lot of areas. And they just need this political reset, uh, an infusion of security by some creative means, um, and I think they've got, you know, there will be the, the ability to get back on track. I, I don't, I don't think it's time to give up on Haiti. And, you know, if we lose atten- our attention span, our attention span is so short, we lose uh, the, the attention and the focus. That doesn't mean 11 million people go away. It just means that uh, we're not paying attention. So I think it's something where there is, there are things to be done. And I think we, you know, we have the ability to, to, to make change uh, and to get, get things to a better place. Keith Mines, really great to talk to you. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Julie. Have a good day. You too. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.